0: Welcome to the Pantheon Plus Rewind. Hail
1: and well met brave adventurers and followers of Pantheon. Welcome to episode 123 of the Pantheon Plus Rewind, our weekly podcast dedicated to Pantheon: Rise of the Fallen and its community. This week, we take stock of the recent Parting the Veil episode covering unique items and abilities for traversal, try to inspire the developers, catch up on community content, and lastly, we pull a Nuno Reverse on you in this week's lore segment. So, put on your robe and wizard hat and prepare to cast your favorite spells. Join me and my magical co host, Theric, as we traverse through this week's
0: Rewind.
1: <laughs> should i go too far this week Derek?
0: no i'm impressed uno reverse <laughs> is a great a great way of putting it i love oh uno, yes man. Uno we, play, reverse. Mm-hmm. we play uno all the time here and, and that is a family favorite of ours i also like that you got the one two three in there i noticed that earlier when i was right now no it's like oh that's cool episode one two three <laughs> i
1: admittedly got way too excited about that it's <laughs> <I was> like <laughs> well, it, i almost did like a, your- uh the count intro I wanted to one, one, two, uh, uh, three. Uh, uh, two.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking like the Jackson Five song, like A, B, C, one, two, three. That was the that was what was going on in my oh, head when yes. you said it. Oh, oh.
1: there's so many good possibilities, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, we're having uh, too much fun to with that. Um, but uh, <laughs> you know what? What else we can have some fun with? Uh, what's up? our wonderful adventuring party? <laughs> so
0: oh, absolutely.
1: This week we've got Ziplocs on the Darkmere Rogue, Sparrow on the Elf Ranger. Bounty Code on the Human Wizard, Screech on the Scar Bard, Wikiwoo on the Human Enchanter, Shuriken on the Dwarf Cleric, Horsesource on the Human Warrior, Fury Wrath on the Archive Summoner, Paveho on the Gnome Wizard, Acera Avienda on the Elf Ranger, Churro Dude on the Halfling Dire Lord, and Galarain Moonsong on the Elf Ranger. So, thanks a ton, everyone, for continuing to support Pantheon Plus and the Rewind. Uh, if you'd like to get your name read out on the show, we've got our Patreon linked below for that. And uh, and everyone that uh, awesomely throws us a super chat during the YouTube premiere or a super thanks in the comments gets their name on the uh, very slow-moving uh, banner <laughs> during the video. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, as always, uh, everything you guys do is appreciated. Uh, even just hanging out with us and listening to our silly podcast and uh, tolerating my humor. Uh,
0: so, <laughs> yep. Tolerating. Tolerating. You know? Enjoying. Let's say enjoying your humor. I think you're a very funny person.
1: Yeah, looks aren't everything anyway. But, uh, yeah, but so, well, you know, so, <laughs> I could say
0: the same for myself.
1: <laughs> but uh, thanks again, everyone. And, uh, yeah, look, maybe we should get to that uh, silly podcast right there.
0: Let's get silly. This week in Visionary Realms News and Notes. All right. So uh, on uh, Thursday, October 20th of this uh, month, we got uh, the next installment of Parting the Veil. That's VR's new live podcast style show that features Minus and Joppa talking about things and stuff and plans and all that good stuff. Uh, this month they talked, it was all about unique adventuring items and abilities. So uh, really good show as always. They started it off uh, with what I thought was probably the best part of the whole show, in, in my opinion, um, was naming a bunch of cool new unique items in game that are are being designed uh, to affect how we navigate the environment in some really specific way. Uh, so we're going to do a quick review of those because I wanted to, we didn't, uh, I'm going to talk about some things that I think we didn't uh, catch on Pantheon Plus U afterwards with Udesrin and uh, Redbeard Flynn. So I want to go through these items because uh, they, I thought they were super sweet. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah so the first one they talked about was the crown of illumination and I want to say Joppa talked about how this item is uh, quote um, for how to deal with specific darkness emanating from specific fractures uh, and if you don't recall what fractures are uh, basically they're like supernatural atmospheres that were that were actually called atmospheres yeah, at one point, yeah. and they changed and to call them fractures um. And they're going to require more than like a torch or, or a magical spell. You know, that enchanter spell, the light source on the shoulder is not going to deal with this kind of darkness. You're going to need more than, more than that. Uh, Joppa characterized it as advanced darkness. And, and I think everybody <laughs> watching this stream sort of laughed uh, because it's like a SpongeBob reference. And I got to give credit to our Adventure Party member, uh, Grogu, and a friend of the show who got that SpongeBob meme, meme in our Discord, like basically immediately. <laughs> and yep. So yep this isn't your everyday darkness. This is advanced darkness. So uh, yeah, a cool item nonetheless. And uh, I really, uh, we talk about, you know, darkness being uh, a real impediment to your gameplay. Sometimes we were just talking about this on when we were playing Embers Adrift the other night and uh, an item like this is going to be really beneficial, I think, and really sought out and uh, desired by a lot of people. Um, The next item they mentioned was the uh, boots of five feathers. So Joppa said this is, quote, to give the wearer a short duration hover effect. Now, we've actually seen something like this, uh, something similar to this in the the Devi Devi Airstreams with that artifact called Hyoket's Eye, if you'll remember. Um, If you want to see what that looks like, there's actually a video on our channel here that uh, you can watch that shows uh, myself and others sort of with this artifact uh, in effect. And um, what it does, what it, what that one did was make it so you could float down from high elevations. And I thought it was kind of odd, maybe that they didn't make this reference unless I missed it on the stream. Um, but anyway, you know, you can really see how useful an item like this might be when, you know, constantly we're talking about height being a consideration in this game. And even something like this, you know, is cool just on its own for the aesthetic. I think we can all think back to remember in EverQuest days when you'd see the people with the levitate spell on them. Yeah, You know, who was the one floating there? They always sort of had that mystique of like, ooh, cool, they're floating. (laughs) So who doesn't want to be that floating person in the group, right?
1: So yeah, but like, I actually don't think that is the function of these boots. Uh, I I think what they described was more like the hover boots in Ocarina of Time or Ocarina of Uh Time, depending on, on who you are. <laughs> um but you know where you kind of you just run off a ledge and you hover for a bit and then you drop like like normal you
0: Oh so, okay maybe uh, i misunderstood yeah yeah
1: and red-, red beard actually coined a new name uh for the boots, which is uh the boots of oh poop i found a trap <laughs> um as in that's pretty good you know it, trap door falls out but you you know you stay uh hovering just for a bit just long enough to get your your feet back get on the back. ground right
0: um, it's kind of like the Wily e. Coyote, right? Like remember the yeah, cartoons exactly. where he'd run off the cliff, exactly. hang there for a moment, and then he'd, you know, he'd either fall or he'd get back. Yeah, <laughs> and
1: that's what I think they described. I mean, Joppa, feel hmm. free to correct me if I'm wrong here, but uh, especially with all the uh, kind of references or inspiration, like that's more what I'm thinking it is versus a okay. like feather fall or something like that.
0: Mm, right. So not like a, yeah, not like the levitation necessarily, not a permanent levitation, more like just a uh, quick sort of buffer to yeah. allow you to get out of a bad spot, I guess. It's a cool name anyway, Boots of the Five Feathers. I like that name. Oh, I thought you were talking <laughs> about red these, <laughs> Oh, well, either way, <laughs> one or the other. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, that's a cool name too. The next one was uh, Ring of Anchors. And uh, Joppa said this is going to cause, uh, quote, cause you to sink pretty quickly to the bottom of the body of water. Now, I feel like this one has a little bit you know a different feel than the other ones it it might not be quite as sought out unless you really are into like underwater exploration which to be fair i i definitely am going to be um but i don't know if everybody really wants to be spending that much time underwater uh it's going to probably require i would imagine you to have pretty significant acclimation to certain environments like pressure anaerobic environments to go with it so um maybe you know, one of the things about these items is that they didn't get into the real details of, like any sort of uh, secondary properties or maybe something they else something else they might have attached to them, where you would need something like that kind of acclimation. Maybe these boots provide that. Who knows? Um, oh yeah, one and, of the items I think he
1: mentioned has some other effects. But now, now that you said that, I can't remember. I'd have to look it up. In my oh notes, okay.
0: Yeah okay well yeah no if anyone's listening leave a leave a comment let us know what we're missing here because um you know it kind of makes sense when you get like things that kind of go together um it would certainly make them more desirable even if you don't want the uh the 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 pull you down to the bottom effect the anchor effect you would maybe want the uh the acclimation effect from them so
1: yeah and uh, again this is kind of straight out of zelda um Mm -hmm. you know i don't think they might be as uh like flashy as maybe some uh, boots or some of the uh, other things we're we're about to get to, but the exploration from the iron boots uh, in Zelda, like that, just unlocked so much of the world. Um, it, like it made it a lot easier to explore stuff underwater, even if you could like mm-hmm. technically swim there at one point. Uh, I think right. everyone remembers like you know the combo of the the blue tunic and the <laughs> the iron boots. It just like it was, like, oh, wow, like everywhere is unlocked to me now. Um, so, I, I don't know, I still think they're pretty interesting and useful, and I wonder if they're planning on some combos like that as well, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true, you know, and and just even in more recent Zelda games in Breath of the Wild, you know, there's there's powers that you get. They're not necessarily items, but they're the powers you get when you defeat some of the uh the bosses. Um, like that allow you to swim up the waterfall, right? Or the um, you know, uh certain what's the other one? There's the waterfall one. The the, the one that's most useful is the Rivali's gale, which allows you to blast oh, up yeah, into the air yeah. and then, you know, gain your height that way. But, you know, I, I think of things like these items are are certainly taking inspiration from a lot of those things. And Jopper at the very beginning of the stream referenced a whole ton of them. He's, he's said some of those before, like the, um, what's the Titans myth. He, he likes to reference all the time and, but he actually made a few more references and I didn't write them down. But yeah, me, uh,
1: me neither, but it's, it's worth noting. And I think it's totally, 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 totally fine that they're drawing inspiration from these games because they're so iconic.
0: Well, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's something we've talked about before you know, it's, again, it's putting a new flavor into something that hasn't had this flavor before, right? MMOs have not had this this uh, uh, aspect to them before. Yep, yep. Uh, or at least done to the extent that Pantheon wants to do it. So very cool stuff. The next one, uh, the shield of mirrors. Uh, Joppa said this is for re- basically just reflecting certain effects. So kind of self-explanatory. And I think we've, um, I think there was a, a, a spell update for the enchanter. I want to say, I couldn't remember. I was actually looking for it today. Oh yeah. But there was a oh, spell could... reflection Right. Oh,
1: reflection. I don't know about uh the enchanter's reflection, but the enchanter drop off the top of my head was more about their illusion crafting um as it was yeah. put, right?
0: Right. Yeah, that's what they talked about in this in this parting to the veil, but I I recall a spell effect that had some reflective ability oh, to it. Oh, you mean the uh the one Oh my gosh, they they showed it in a stream, didn't they? They did. And and I was funny, I was I looking for it when called. I was putting the notes together. Today, and I couldn't remember either. Um, and I'm like, geez, I feel like we just talked about this not that long ago. I should remember. But yeah, that one's but, cool
1: because you can kind of store the ability for a bit, right? Uh, yes. Uh, very yes, applicable.
0: Uh, we've definitely seen it too. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so, like you the, know.
1: The, the shield though, right? The mirror shield. Yes. So like, again, I'm thinking Ocarina of Time. Um, you know, probably not the same mechanic I'm thinking, uh, like I doubt they'd have it set up so that you actually like reflect by like an angle, uh, maybe, I don't know. But, uh, the, <laughs> like, I think just the ability to reflect certain things, um, as especially I'm thinking like for high end raids, uh, or groups, uh, where bosses might have like specific mechanics, like a beam attack or something like that um like it could get really interesting like it, it, imagine if you mm-hmm. it had to be that guy that had to like use the shield and reflect <laughs> you know the at the right <laughs> angle or whatever in a raid or or just you know time it right or however it works but like I, you know again i don't i don't think that was like really a big part of it right that's kind of me more taking a little bit and going a, a little bit further um, mm-hmm. But, like, if they made it so that you could re- reflect a beam of light, for example, even if it was, like, scripted, mm-hmm. like, in a dungeon, if, the, if they could pull that off in an MMO, I would be super mm-hmm. impressed. Like, and again, like, this could be some, like, random beam of light that's coming down in a dungeon in level, like, 30 or something, where you come back mm-hmm. at level 50 after you've acquired the shield somehow, and you you know pull out the shield and you see the light bounce off <laughs> and you redirect it to like you know a specific part of the wall and it like opens up a door um you know that yeah. like oh i i i know i'm going really off the rails but like that <laughs> i think it sounds so pantheon it's just something that we don't see in mmos
0: yeah it sounds very it sounds very indiana jones you know like and everybody wants that sort heck of heck yeah level of level of explorer uh, interactions in a dungeon. You know, and it's, it kind of goes to a lot of what I think these items encapsulate. They, they, they're they very imaginative. Um, and, you know, I, I love the imagination aspect and I love Joppa's fascination with this aspect of item design and and, and creating these kinds of items. I, I, you know, can they pull off some of the things like what you're talking about there? I don't know. Maybe. Um, you know, I, I'd like to see um, I'd like to see some examples of maybe some of these things and, and I'd like to know how difficult it is to actually make things like that happen. Yeah. You have to like wonder
1: like, why haven't we seen it mm-hmm. in MMOs? Is it just, yeah. is it a technical issue or is it more of a design issue? Um, cause right. I would say a, a technical issue might be more of a, a hurdle, you know, for a small team, mm-hmm. but a design issue for a game that's been very thoroughly designed, it, they yeah. might be able to pull it off, you know?
0: I'd hope so. I mean, I again, we can't be the first people, and, and certainly we're not, and they aren't either the first people to think of things like this. <laughs> Everybody would like to, I would imagine, try and do something like this. And I just wonder if it's, uh, you know, what's what are the challenges with with making items like this from a technical standpoint, I guess. That maybe is a subject for a good question for a next you know, parting the veil or maybe uh-huh. another round. Yeah. I was about to say developer roundtable. <laughs> no more developer roundtables. I mean, like uh, another uh, VR event of some sort where they take questions. Um, the next one is is uh, something that uh, made me laugh because we've heard about it a few times. It's the, the good old Skyhold Grappler. Yeah, <laughs> Choppa said this one's, quote, designed to grab onto a surface a certain distance away and pull you to that surface, end quote. Um, he, the other thing he said that's important is he said, quote, it's very rare to find in working order, so like I said, we've heard about the Grappler in past streams as sort of an off-the-cuff remark. So it's an idea that VR's had for a while. Now, I to me, this sounds like it's Probably part of some epic quest, which you find it and then you have to get it fixed. Uh, if you don't know the lore, um, Skyhold is the name of the gnomes' floating citadel. It's on the continent of whitethaw That's where they live. Uh, so no doubt you'll need to get some, you know, gnomish assistance to get this uh, get this thing fixed up. But it, you know, it, it just makes me think of the hookshot. You know, it's oh yeah, the, um, yeah,
1: naturally. <laughs>
0: even there was an old nes game that um god well way back in the day what was the name of that game it was one of the first ones i actually ever owned where it was like you'd throw out this disc and it would it had like a chain attached to it and it would it was like a 2d side scrolling kind of thing and anyway it's hmm. very cool mechanic that's been done a lot of times and, and again zelda yeah done is, a lot of uh, times
1: not really done a lot of times in an mmo though
0: right so that's, which is, again, a lot of these things, you could say that about the shield too, right? Like that's been done, but not in, maybe in an MMO, uh, you know, the, the iron boots been done, but not an MMO. So
1: yeah, and you I, know, fits, it fits into the category. I, I will say with the, with the hook shot, I'll just call it the hook shot. Uh, <laughs> that's what it's going to be. There was call. something about this answer that kind of made me feel like this one might be uh, either one of, or, or the most rare of the special items Uh, Like they seemed really hesitant about it, right? And Mm -hmm. like grappling hooks are kind of op, you know. Uh, Yeah. Like so, I almost felt like they were maybe considering not having one at all. The way they were Mm -hmm. talking about it, um, I'm curious how it's going to play out. Um, Especially curious about like what kind of limitations they might set up. You know,
0: like that's the just certain surfaces
1: or you know whatever, whatever. Um because yep. this one probably has the biggest implications, I would say, yes. of of all of yeah. them. But
0: Yeah. Yeah, you know, limitations is is funny you mentioned that because um you know if we use Breath of the Wild as a as a template here. When you are trying to solve a lot of puzzles, like specifically the temples in Breath of the Wild, they disable a lot of your abilities. There's no climbing in, in most of the shrines in Breath of the Wild that you can't use that Revolts Gale to get up to heights. A lot of your um, go-to traversal mechanics are, are disabled just so that the puzzles aren't, you know, cheeseable. Yeah, They you. actually present a challenge. That's one of my bigger concerns with a lot of these items too. And uh, you know, I'm going to go off script a little bit here, but like. Every time you create an item like this, you've got to curate the world a little bit more to account for.
1: Which it. is great because they talked about that in the podcast, though. Um, like they, yes. they directly pointed it out. I think it was when they're talking about the invisible walls, but may- maybe not. Some- somewhere around there, but uh, where they're obviously they're keeping this in mind. Like they, they have a a very explicit intent when they're designing the world to make sure that all of the different traversal options are taken into account. Um, and I mean, you could say it's obvious, but I'm really glad they pointed out that that's like really on their mind as they're designing the world. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, we'll see how it plays out when all of these mechanics are in the game, but, uh, but yeah, it's very, very important that they are always thinking about that
0: yeah and that's again you know putting these into an mmo you know you can do this in single player games where you've got one person running around and you know in their own version of the world and they might not encounter situations where there's a conflict between these mechanics but you do it in mmo you've got you know it's just exponentially multiplied the number of times people can find ways that you know yeah, to break well, it to make it not work it'll together it'll be
1: pretty funny to have a traversal <laughs> meta you know, like, like, oh, hey, you you know, you get this guy to get the grappling hook, this guy with the boots, this guy with the rogue rope, you do, you know, this with the, like, you take all the mechanics to figure out, okay, how can we get up, you know, the the best? Um, Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. probably going to happen.
0: You know, it's it's funny, that is a perfect segue into what I want to, the next point I want to raise about these items. Um, Because it was addressed in the show, you know, how, how rare are these unique unique items gonna be? Um, you know, because of the that, like you say, that traversal meta. You know, Joppa said that, you know, some are gonna be obtained through epic quests. Yeah, <laughs> truly truly epic quests, I think is how he how phrased it, right? Which is Which okay. is good good i'm okay with that truly epic quests not everybody had your epics in everquest in the early days um you know it's notable that some are going to be bound and this is the quote that actually made me do a bit of a double take he said being in the right place at the right time Hmm, that's interesting um because that's a bold that's a bold statement my man (laughs) like that takes uh, some guts to to go with it like that and it it actually leads to my overall sort of takeaway from this does and that's I'm going to make a blanket statement here and say that obtaining these items any of these items is it fundamentally changes how you play Pantheon I think. Now, think about the games we've referenced. It's it's like this in any of these games, once you've obtained best or the better mechanic when you once you've obtained the mechanic like you're going for that these provide you don't use the other stuff anymore it's it's better Hmm. it's just a better way of doing it so you know if you were used to a mechanic if you were used to getting to one place before now that's replaced um so you always prioritize getting these kinds of things as soon as possible because you don't want to waste your time leveling up or developing a skill that you can just replace with a grappling hook uh you know that kind of thing so yeah so for example why would i level up my my climbing once i once i if i know i can get the grappler you know fairly easily or not easily truly epic quest i understand why would i seek gear that helps me with climbing when i know eventually i'm going to get that grappler you know Mm. what what stats am i putting into we talked about this last week about stats and the importance of them how they can uh, affect your endurance you know Will that affect my climbing? Should I put those stats into the endurance, into my uh, constitution, whatever it was that affects endurance? Uh, what about the boots of the five feathers? You know, did that, does that affect the uh, the glider meta? You know, what do I need to really aspire to those gliders? Now, I know we were a little bit um, unclear about the exact effect of those boots, um, but, you know, these are the things that are being on my mind. And I am always wondering, you know, are they developing these things to complement each other? or to compete with each other. And I think that's a really important question. And Don't get me wrong. I like these items. I do. Um, But boy, they need to be really, the rarity question is very real and they need to be few and far between. Uh, You run the risk of invalidating other systems. This is all game design stuff that I know Joppa thinks about. I know he's smart and realizes these are issues and in place, but it's something that I look at these discussions and I think, huh, you know, I wonder if that's going to be a problem um and and if it's a matter of sometimes just being in the right place at the right time, you know that that's a separate issue, maybe, but I'll just say that having these items in the game can be a game changer, so I don't know what do you think man
1: uh well i I definitely think they're gonna be game changers, but I don't think they're gonna replace fundamental mechanics honestly uh i I think they even showed in this podcast uh that they're meant to complement your base mechanics and and build off of each other. Uh, I think it's just really intentional how they're building this whole ecosystem of traversal items. Um, like, I, for example, since you brought up the Grappler, so I, I expect that the Grappler, you know, besides being super rare, like, it'll probably have, you know, endurance limitations or uh, something like that. And like I said with the hover boots, um, I don't think they're for gliding, right, or or right, safe falling right. or anything. Um, e- even the glider, speaking of, Um that That's requires proficient climbing to be effective. Um, right. And like it, even the iron boots, uh, requires a way to breathe and see, <laughs> uh, when you're deep underwater. <laughs> um, it's so like all, all of the ones they mentioned, I think have a clear, like they build off of something else. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I think they've got a pretty, pretty keen mind to make sure that they don't just replace fundamental mechanics, uh, but, but, you know, that they open up these new possibilities when you combine them, uh, which uh, like, I think that's the point.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, you said combine them. It made me think of what you just said, the boots and the crown for when you're down deep, yes. you know, in the darkness of the 100%. deep. You got the crown and the boots. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> now you're good.
1: But yeah, I, like you you kind of touched on this, but uh, I think it was the biggest points of this whole thing was how when you get one of these items or, you know, Uh, two of these items or every time you get one of these, you see the world differently. Uh, like I I actually think that was Joppa's main point uh, is that the world opens up more and that suddenly you're thinking differently. Um, you know, places that you've been before have new potential. Uh, like, just like in classic adventure games that we've like been talking about. Mm -hmm. It's like you start to figure a different way around the world.
0: Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's like you're right. I mean, I think that's like it, it makes more sense when you see these items on the tier that they're on. You realize how high tier they are, right? Like they have to be that high of a tier to make that kind of sense. Yeah, like screw epic mounts at this point. Like <laughs> like it's going to be
1: a you know, <laughs> yeah. an effort and a goal to get boots so that you can do certain traversal things and i don't think that is going to be completely negated by other traversal things i think there there's going to be kind of specific answers to certain questions like like the the trap example as funny as it was like you could imagine how useful those boots are going to be in dungeons that have floor traps like <laughs> it's just it's just a, a, an obvious one, right? But, you know, hook shots is not going to help you if you accidentally fall into a pit. Like, <laughs> it, I mean, uh, assuming you can't just like infinitely grapple, which obviously they're not going to do that. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, no, assuming you can't infinitely grapple, you're right. That's, that's a good point. That was yeah. something that they talked about a little bit with like the, the spells. I don't have it in the script, but, you know, with those spells and abilities being able to sort of get you into a better starting position to help your climbing. Right. So you can, right. It's all really about them too. building
1: off of each other. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. But, uh, as, as far as like that whole right place, right time stuff, cause I think this is a you know big part of uh, our discussion on the plus you as well. It's like, but I'm, I'm actually a huge fan of that. If it's used like sparingly, um, like I, I, said i'm a big fan like in the past of uh of like the loot goblin in uh, diablo
0: um and <laughs> yeah. like
1: similar mechanics to that like other games have little random encounters um in the same fashion but i, I just like the idea that some something coming up uh, something that can come up that's like it obviously it's going to add an additional danger or challenge um kind of throw a wrench in your gears um but you have like this hint of uh you know but if we get through this Maybe like if I risk chasing the loot goblin, (laughs) maybe. Um, And that's just something you, you just, you know, couldn't really predict. And, and something you kind of have to adapt to on the fly or miss out on. Um, Again, use sparingly. I don't like if if every single one of these items is just like a random encounter, like that's not going to be fun. And I don't,
0: they're not going to do that. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But
1: uh, but yeah, use sparingly. I I mean, I, I really a big fan of, uh, of doing that
0: sure yeah and that makes sense you know and i think i think right time right place could simply mean like you happen to you know slay a goblin that has the the, the epic quest starter in, you know on it right so it's not like it's not like you right place right yeah. time you either get and, it or you don't get and it maybe it's that like,
1: goblin only spawns like when the weather is a certain way and yeah, you uh yeah. and a fracture opens up that has you know whatever in it yeah. like that's that's cool <laughs>
0: It's absolutely cool. And I, and I like that. So, yeah, I think that maybe um, that was just, uh, uh, you know, taking that one phrase out of context wouldn't be, uh, you know, wouldn't be accurate, you know, put it in the context in which they were talking about it. So makes a lot of sense. Uh, you know, there was another big conversation piece that actually came out of this. And that was the part about gliders. Oh, and yeah. um, I'm glad that they, I'm glad they brought this up because, you know, um, you know, Desiree, we're already seeing a lot of what I think we would both agree are, are you know, fundamental misunderstandings and misinterpretations about <laughs> the impact of gliders that's one way to put it yeah <laughs> yeah and 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 that's fair it happens it, it's relatively new to the to our to our knowledge sphere of pantheon but before we get to that i want to review what they actually said because it's important to start there um so joppa cited two cities he said sorhirith and wild's end and uh, Sky Durban in Silent Plains as having certain areas where players can obtain gliders within the city limits. Now we know, we already knew about Wilds End. We saw that and when they looked at it, they showed us the updated uh, pic- uh, video of Sor But as a side note, um, it actually gives us a little bit more of a visual about Sky Durban, which we have no knowledge of other than it being in Wild Plains. Uh, silent planes and you know there's obviously now some verticality to skydurban so that's kind of a cool little uh nugget there um it's only been mentioned a couple times in the past but anyway getting back to the glider thing joppa revealed that basically uh they'll be able to use They'll be able to be used outside of cities as well. Um, the gliders are going, to be, are going to be artifact level items and very rare. And I think that, like we said, that's what's really important here. Yep. Because in anticipating like the raised eyebrows this would cause, Joppa said that um, from a design perspective, there's two key differences from what gliders and traditional flying mounts offer. And it's important to understand these. So number one, he said gliders, you have to be at elevation to glide effectively. And then number two, the gliding is tied to your endurance resource, which is, of course, shared with climbing, sprinting. Basically, if you're gliding and you run out of endurance, down you go. Plummeting, right? (laughs) Wee, down you go. So I absolutely love that Joppa framed it this way. Um, What he said was, quote, how can I square gliders with my stance on no flying mounts in Pantheon ever? So keep that in mind. Head
1: first, right? Like, (laughs) he knows what people are thinking.
0: He knows exactly what. So had to say that. And, but people are still kind of not hearing that, right? Like, so there's a real sense of self-awareness from Joppa, I think there. And it's, uh, it, this is a very real issue. And I want to dig into the two, these two differences because I saw an excellent comment, one from uh, Sparrow uh, this morning in, in our Discord. And I think this reflects one of the points really well. She said that, you know, if you're into climbing and you've spent a real hard, long time climbing up to a really cool location, it's like Joppa said, I see somewhere I can go somewhere. Can I go there? Yes. Yes. You spent hours just trying to get to that right path. You've you've been rationing your endurance to get there. You've been figuring out the optimal path. The last thing you want to do is spend hours climbing down, and that is so true, right? One hundred percent. You know, again, Breath of the Wild is is the template here. I don't want to climb down that big mountain I just climbed up. I just want to jump off and glide down. That's what I want to do. Um, this makes climbing something that doesn't make you get punished for achieving a goal and i think Mm. that's just sort of fundamental based game design philosophy that should be probably followed in 99.9 percent of those situations um and it leads but this does this leads to what people are worried about they're worried about content skipping now are you skipping content by you know floating down from the mountain you just climbed up um it's the same, this is why flying mounts are so despised and it's been the the main thing. So I'll throw it to you, Desrin, first. And, you know, with what we learned about gliders on Parting the Veil, is this content skipping a concern with how, you know, the way they describe gliding?
1: Like, naturally, this is the first thing that everyone's worried about. But, like that includes VR. <laughs> like, right, like we're not the right. only ones that it just suddenly them. like, they're not stupid, you know? So yeah. Any like kind of knee jerk is it's not going to stack up with their years of design consideration. Like, um, <laughs> right. but uh, you know, not to say they're infallible. Right. But, uh, but just, no. you know, like the point in the P, uh, PTV is that they're peeling back the curtain on stuff. That's been brewing for a long time. So you can expect they've obviously thought of but what about content skipping like <laughs> of course mm-hmm. um they've played games they know um but uh anyway the besides the the only uh, uh the a key point which is that the easy to get gliders quote unquote um are solely for navigating the uh like certain cities um yeah. I, I think the biggest takeaways yeah. for balance are you know, the endurance drain and the fact that you cannot gain elevation. Um, Right. Right.
0: It's like I said earlier in Breath of the Wild, that Rivali's Gale, I get that first thing I do. And every time I play Breath of the Wild, that's the first thing I go for because it's just makes things so much easier when I can just blast myself into the sky and then glide to where I need to go. Right. That's not going to be in Pantheon.
1: Oh, right. And uh, interesting. You kind of mentioned that because I I don't think this is going to be something that you can just go straight for, you know? Uh, like he's made it very clear that this is not an easy to get item. Um, And like, just like the, uh, the uh, potential like mounts and stuff, like you're going to have to level up most likely um, to some degree, you're going to have to go through a lot of tribulation or quests or whatever you want to call it. It, It's going to be an effort and it's not something that is going to trivialize like a night, you know, 90% of the game or, even make it easier. It's kind of something that just more, like you mentioned earlier, feels like an achievement. Uh, like, Oh, right. like I used to have to do this to get here, but now I can do this, um, which feels right. like a real progression, even if it's just, it feels good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. uh, but to the point of um, the, the, uh, you know, elevation and, and talking about like the mechanics of this, um, what I kind of think of, to compare gliding to that is in our classic games, but accepted is Featherfall. Um, mm, I think right. the gliders are really just Featherfall. That's really hard to get. <laughs> and it can still drop you straight <laughs> out of the sky. If you're careless, like, like ho- hopefully that puts <laughs> it into some perspective. Cause as you noted with, with Sparrow's pose, uh, point, you're going to spend a bunch of time getting to the point where you jump off. And as we kind of joked about on the plus U, like it's going to be hard to gauge your endurance drain while you're floating. <laughs> so like, you're, you know, you're already leapt off. You're not gaining elevation. You're not going back to where you were. So you better know exactly where you're going and how much endurance it's going to take and not run out. Or like, you know, I would expect a very quick death. Um, And But, you know, it does open up a certain degree of new possibilities, just like Featherfall would, but with actually more risk than Featherfall would have. Um, So I'm I'm really glad they addressed it. And I think their answers paint a pretty clear picture that VR is obviously well aware of what could happen with all these different traversal items and abilities, and they're building their world to be ready for them. Like, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, you, that's a good good way of putting it. You know, building their world to be ready for them. I I, I really um, I, I that's my main that's my main takeaway and my main uh, not a concern but just something unaware I'm aware of. You know that th- these all have consequences for traversal and uh, uh, you know, yeah, the content skipping thing is is not it's they're not it's not a flying mount you know like it's just not <laughs> it, and the way they've described it it's not they're not selling it in the cash shop there is no cash shop to buy right. it that's why you know, i brought up feather because like that's something yeah. that
1: everyone is just for some reason okay with and that's yeah. less risky than than the the gliders so like what's there's, the deal there's
0: baggage attached to the flying mounts that goes beyond the content skipping I yeah think. i think it's just if a I, lot of I would fear be so... though
1: right it, it's like oh sure. like well, they said one thing and now they're saying something else when it's like, yeah, it's not really like but. that. It's just you're afraid of, you know, people that have mm-hmm. not taken all these things into consideration.
0: Yeah, and that's why you're right. Joppa hit it head on. He dived right into it and said, this is, I have to square this, right? So I'm glad he did that. Okay, so let's give some final thoughts on this This parting the veil overall. You know, for me, I was really left with having one strongly previously conceived notion about pantheon actually completely dispelled and i'm going to admit something here that at one time i actually thought you know at its core basically pantheon was much like eq in a lot of ways all about combat Mm. i really felt like all progression all efforts all your goals are ultimately centered around becoming better at combat getting to kill better and bigger mobs (laughs) you know um that was my belief. I love ex- I love exploration. I love those aspects of it. Um, you know, in my mind, the exploration stuff was more set dressing, decoration around this central element of a high fantasy group-centric combat. Now, with these last two parting the veils, that's been replaced. I'm seeing it much differently now. I'm seeing it as more of a equal vision of what Pantheon is. Combat and exploration, I feel, are really on equal footing now as I see it. So there's so much work going into, into both aspects. We hear about the you know class updates, the skills, all these things from Tom, and we hear about the adventuring and stuff like this from Minus and, and Joppa. I feel like the core of Pantheon now is like 50-50 combat and exploration. Oh so, those are that's my sort of big takeaway. It was sort, it's sort of a sort of a big change, I guess, in terms of my perception. Of the game that you would say. So, what about yeah. you? Any final uh, final thoughts on uh, that?
1: Well, I mean, I think that was a great way of putting it, man. Uh, it, it's it's funny because the word that came to mind was gimmick, and I think a lot of people like thought that yeah. the traversal stuff, like even climbing, the the root gimmicky. of everything really <laughs> is climbing, and and <laughs> everyone still thinks it's gimmicky. Everyone that hasn't played the game, right? And uh, and they keep stressing like it's it's more than that. It's more than that. Now they're starting to peel back the layers, and you're like, whoa, it's it's more than that. <laughs> yeah, I'm starting to see it for what it is. Exactly. Um, so we're yeah getting a bigger picture of of what the game really is. Like uh, so, one fun thing. So uh, Redbeard Flynn, I, I'll I'll kind of jump on this, even though I'll, I'll point it out later too in in the other segments. But put out a video kind of titled uh, "Is Pantheon more like D anD D than we thought?" And uh, um. honestly, man, I think he's spot on. Uh, like Pantheon, <laughs> while it's it's gonna have very in-depth combat uh, very satisfying combat um, they're making it crystal clear that combat is not the end all gameplay loop like that is not the exactly. whole experience um, just like exactly. D&D you're not doing combat all the time and, and frankly uh, like if we're being real a lot of the stories and memories that go like with uh, D&D they often come from out of combat and so true. Yeah. It, yep. But Pantheon's really shape shaping into a, a I mean I, I feel like we've said this plenty of times, but this is just becoming super obvious that Pantheon is a different kind of MMO. Um like I would almost say like a, a massively multiplayer online adventuring game. Uh
0: like oh dude, I love that. I love that. I I I've thought about that before a lot years ago. I thought I was like, this is this needs a different name. You know, <laughs> it just needs a different name. Well,
1: an MMORE <laughs> <good. laughs>
0: I'm, I'm a bogue. <laughs>
1: um, but good. yeah, it's it's got combat, uh, but it's also got exploration. It's got crafting, uh, but it's also got perception. It's it's got social gameplay as a forefront. Like I feel like we've had MMOs that check like a few of those boxes, but Pantheon is really starting to differentiate itself, like pretty obviously, with the with the intended direction that they're they're throwing out at us now. Um I think a lot of folks that just want a modern EQ. Will still find a home because, like, they still have all that core combat stuff, right? Like, that they've expanded, yeah. Um, but still hails yeah, back to sure. the roots. But I'm thinking it's going to be so much more than that, and it's going to kind of strike a chord with a lot more people, too, than just like the OG EQ crowd. Um, it's something that, that, that maybe they didn't even realize they wanted, um, you know, something they maybe didn't even notice was missing from the market. Um, uh, like, that's that's pretty exciting.
0: <laughs> it's super exciting and, and there's just so many truths there. I mean, what they talked about not being niche. I mean, yeah, that's that this is how they're doing it, right? This is how they're creating that. Uh so yeah, lots of lots of good uh ways of uh, stating that there and I agree with you 100% on that. So let's uh let's wrap up our discussion about parting the veil there and uh move on and talk about some of the uh notes for uh here at Pantheon Plus what we've got coming up this week. This is for the week of October 24th through to the 31st. Uh, Of course, Mondays are a Crypt Fox's streaming day where he streams uh, in on his Twitch channel, 7 p.m. Eastern. I think he's playing some Dead by Daylight this week. And of course, Drac and the late night crew are still hammering away at Vanguard, having some fun there. I'm glad to see that they're. Yeah, go them. They're progressing nicely in that game. And uh, Tuesday, the uh, MMO 101 crew starts the journey in Ember's Adrift. Now, we played that, me and you, does on Thursday night. We had a ton of fun. <laughs> it was surprising. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I, 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 I messaged you guys this morning. I'm like, that was the best streaming experience I've had so far in terms of like hosting a stream myself because I just felt like this was what it's as close as i've gotten to what playing pantheon i think you know as a group and streaming uh gameplay is going to feel like so i was just like i was just i was just (laughs) feeling it this morning really nicely and so i'm looking forward to playing on tuesday night and then again playing with with you on thursday for our for our 201 group so the monday night group starts 9 p.m eastern on our twitch channel the Thursday night group starts at 7 p.m. Eastern here on YouTube. Uh, so be sure to uh, come hang out with us. We had a good crowd. We I think we had about 20 some odd people hanging out with us on Thursday, which yeah, is awesome. awesome. <coughs> yeah, and uh, like you said, on Friday, our friend we- uh, Redbeard Flynn has a video coming out. He's uh, got some concerns about Ashes of Creation. So he's going to be diving into uh, what's going on there. Uh, that's on his YouTube channel. On Saturday, I'm super excited. Cringe oh my Pony gosh. TV. Season Season two, two, man. Season two, (laughs) let's go. It's so fun. I I didn't know it was going to be starting again so soon. Kudos to Nathan. I know he's put uh, like a lot of
1: work into it. Of course, you know naturally it's Nathan, but uh, it it just (laughs) he he really kicked it off, didn't he? (laughs) So here we go again.
0: Yes can't wait for more cringe pony that's midnight eastern or 11 p.m central on nathan napalm's youtube channel so be sure to be subscribed over there and have notifications set so you can catch that i always i need to put the notifications on because i miss it because it's on so late and i i don't know i forget about it or whatever but i I always try to catch it when i can and uh, yeah so lots of exciting stuff on the schedule for this week coming up and uh, lots of good discussions so that's going to wrap it up for this week's vr news and notes when the Pantheon community speaks, we listen. So let's dig into the forums and fan projects to see what the discussion's all about.
1: Well, a uh, short section today, but first off, I want to say thanks um, to the folks that stopped by that thread we mentioned last week, the uh, the agro beans oh, dropped nice. during taming and all that. Um, uh, and that was the thread by disposalist List, uh, to be clear. But um, I'm not sure if we actually helped, <laughs> but I noticed the thread has kind of turned back on track.
0: And, you know, there's still plenty to talk about. So That's great. That's so great to hear, man. I'm like, wow, I'm going to take credit for it. We should definitely take credit for that. (laughs) It was all us. It was all us. Um, Let's take our wins where we can get them, man. (laughs) That's great to hear. Uh, Cool.
1: But yeah, uh, so that, you know, you could still jump into that thread. uh, Still going. But as for the discussion, um, it's kind of more of a highlight, really. Um, This is a thread titled, How Can We Inspire You, the Devs? Um, and this is by Darcis on the forums. Uh, and basically this is Darcis just saying, you know, they're you know very excited for the game, but uh, they know that from their own experience, that inspiration and energy are, are keys to creation. And they're looking for ways to help the devs kind of push the game to the finish line, you know, have a positive attitude and be inspired. Um, for sure. So first off, uh, I think this is just kind of a cool acknowledgement <laughs> that, that, you know, like the devs are people too. Um, you know, they need mm-hmm. some kind of creative fuel to keep going. Just like, just like everyone. Absolutely. Um hundred percent. Uh, but yeah, I, I think a lot of the devs, you know, they profusely thank the community for their support, but like, but also they, I'm sure seeing people excited about the game is also a kind of fuel for them. But, uh, but also I'm, I'm sure that the community has it in mind as well. Like that they are, you know, it's just a good gesture to be like, how can we do something for you? Um, But uh, anyway.
0: I agree. I, I love that sentiment. I mean, I think that's something that when I first really started to sink my teeth into following Pantheon, was one of my first thoughts. Like, what can I do to keep their creative sort of juices flowing? How can I let them know that we are feeling their vibe you yeah. know? like you just want to you just want to share it with them you want the, you want to empower them and Oh
1: yeah that's good that's a good one mm-hmm. well like so first
0: <laughs> i'm
1: just going to start with this one just because it, it's funny how like direct it is but this is from drotea um i think they took a little bit more literal approach uh because they <laughs> said they need money <laughs>
0: <laughs> well there is that, that I mean that, that is very uh, yeah, <laughs> that's a very uh, yep. direct I image. mean absolutely, it's, it's a thing and not wrong
1: um, yeah not wrong uh, but you know basically you know them getting more funding meaning they get more investors you know getting a publishing deal that fits like it would be encouraging and inspiring Um. so like yeah I can't disagree with that it was funny because it was literally the first <laughs> thing just like give them money um,
0: well you know I, I mean my comment to that is that absolutely true and the way you do that as a fan as a community member is to demonstrate uh people are interested in this game like bring that to the surface show people show the greater you know uh internet for lack of a better word how interested people are in this game that, right. that's right it's gonna get them money like you know, it's gonna if get there's, the money. You
1: know- Five, 10,000 people that are interested in Pantheon, but don't say anything. Don't, they're not active at all. It doesn't yeah, look right. It doesn't it, do it just. It doesn't
0: exist. For all intents and purposes, it doesn't exist because nobody sees it. Nobody knows about it. And also, you got to think about publishers who are looking at the, you know, they're looking at YouTube metrics. They're looking at Twitch metrics, right? What games are getting attention? Whoa, what is this MMO that's in development that actually has... Two shows that follow their live streams, a podcast. Like, what's going yes. on here? Somebody's interested in this, you know. Like, and I'm not trying to be like, you know, self-affair. Like, self-aggrandizing well, yeah, I mean, that's just one like that. example. I'm just but trying like,
1: to- having content come out about the video consistently from multiple sources is very good to yes. see. And I mean, like, we're kind of showing our hand a little bit here, but th- this is one reason like we like kind of stoking the community a little bit. To be mm-hmm. active, you know, call into the show or be active on discord and stuff like that. It's just cause it's like an active community, even if it's smaller, still makes a statement, um, versus yeah. a large community
0: that never participates. So, yeah. And one gets money brought into the company and one doesn't. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> true, true, true. Well, okay. So anyway, let, let's, let's get into, um,
1: goofy warrior guys response. <laughs> um, so they put out a oddly specific, um, like dev-specific <laughs> list of ideas, and uh, this just cracks me up. I don't know if I want to read the whole list, but I I might because it's just, it cracks me no, up. No, do it. So it's so good. here's here's Goofy Warrior guy's list. Joppa likes music. Maybe you could write him a song. Ronick ties a lot. Maybe you could write him a eulogy. Um, <laughs> Nafel likes crafting. Maybe you could DIY him something. Mikhail likes beans. Uh, maybe you could tell him a fart joke. Uh, Kilson's an Aussie. Maybe you could <laughs> cook him a Limington. Uh I don't even know what that is. Oh uh, Kyle likes scone. Maybe you could write him a nifty script. Tayhom like uh, has a kitten named Orion. Maybe you could draw him a cat in his face picture. Jared oh. seems to like nature. Maybe you could pick him some flowers uh kamara has a degree in zoology maybe make her an animal meme uh sacred was a marine maybe show him your best war face uh uh jn likes words maybe write him a poem uh zoe oh yeah absolutely (laughs) so oh my gosh i can't even say it zoe can speak french maybe cook her a baguette or a croissant
0: Oh my gosh. Kudos, Goofy Warrior guy. Not only for the idea, but for knowing all the devs Dude, as well as you do. Oh my god. That's gosh. kind
1: of like, is some... this is really like silly and stuff, right? But it did remind me that it's really freaking cool that we kind of gotten to know some of this team. We have our little yeah. inside jokes, you know, we know some things they're into and all that. Um, like mm-hmm. I, I know folks that maybe don't follow as closely, probably don't feel exactly the same. But it makes us feel really close to the team and even like a little mm-hmm. personal. Um, yeah. And like, I don't know. It just reminded
0: me of how how cool that is. Um, kind of feels. It's, 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 and it feels unique. It feels, I've never, I've never had anything like this in the, in a, you know, in my years as a gamer and, you know, 40 some odd years, it's to, to feel like we know these things about the developers. It's just so cool. And, you know, like the idea is so wholesome and um i totally think that somebody should do at least one of these <laughs> that just makes me so like yeah like uh, i mean
1: some of them are obviously right? like kind of joking and stuff but the, it you sure, know being a sure. little like personal um uh, the first thing i think of you know because of our next session uh section is like art and stuff right um, in all its forms, mm-hmm. like Man of Rohan with the songs, and you know,
0: yeah, yeah, like that
1: stuff is so cool. And especially implementing all of these kind of inside jokes and stuff, i f- if it just kind of makes this atmosphere it feels like we're all just kind of a group of friends. And uh, it just so happens that this part of the group of friends is working on something really cool. Um, but I'm sure that is encouraging to them. It's inspiring to them, you know? And
0: yeah, I think it, I think it fills their tanks, you know, like I think it, it fills the well as my wife and I like to say <laughs> when we're, we, we need support from each other, you know, her well is filled and, and sometimes mine is filled and we can draw from it. You know, I think that if you think about it like that, you know, people sometimes don't like to hear this cause they, they're like, oh, it's a business. They're a business. It's all about money. It's like, you know, you can look at it that way or you can, you can look at it in another it, light. It's a and business, I, I choose but it's made look of people. It like, it's a business that is made of people. They are, we know their faces, they're people with real, you know, voices. Insert an we office meme them.
1: here, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, people. I know. But, um, but yeah, people. it's really, really cool. And so this is kind of just a shout out to, you know, maybe, maybe a bit of call to arms to our community to, uh, if, if, you know, this inspires you to think of anything kind of fun to do for the devs. Um, let's let's do it if you need help reach out to us and we'll try to make something happen 100%. You know? um, yeah, yeah absolutely but i think that is actually going to be it for this week's community discussion the pantheon community is full of cool projects new people and things that are just worth sharing hmm? what's this over here oh, look at that so let's see what we can find in this week's community spotlight Okay, community spotlight. This wonderful corner of the world where uh we sit on this podcast and uh get to show you things that you may have already seen, you may not have seen, you may not want to see. <laughs> but,
0: but we'll <laughs> yeah, tell you about know. it anyway. <laughs> to each their own, to each their
1: own. Um but jokes aside, uh let's get to the videos um, cuz I don't think we have any new like fan fiction or anything uh lately, but um Let's see first one, uh, as I mentioned, Redbeard Flynn put out this video. is pantheon more like d and d than we thought uh and obviously, this is referencing the parting the veil and uh you know what it means for how the game plays and uh I know for a fact that this man barely slept in order to get <laughs> this video out there and even includes some uh some silly animations and and stuff like that. Uh, to kind of make his point, and I think it's a great point. So it's very much worth watching.
0: Um, yeah, but it's a good video. I watched it today. Very very good,
1: because I mean, there wasn't much time to. He got it out like immediately. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's a workhorse. But uh, but yeah, then we've got oh, this one is actually a fun little surprise. Okay, so this is called Pantheon Rise of the Fall and Gameplay Montage: Best Bits of Gameplay Shown So Far in Pantheon. This actually comes from MMORPG.GG. Uh, they have a YouTube channel, and uh, I found this, and it's just kind of a collection of their favorite footage, um, from, mostly yeah. from recently, <laughs> mostly.
0: You know what? We you know what's funny about that channel. I, I'm subscribed to that channel. They they are a surprisingly small channel. They um, are in terms of like the number of views that some of their videos get. I they they're it's very like um I think they use like a auto like uh, voice text to voice yeah for yeah. all their narration in their videos which maybe that's why but i really liked this video it was a nice uh montage of some of the footage we've seen i think they picked some pretty good stuff
1: yeah i thought it was pretty good too and uh it's obviously like we generally like their articles as well i feel um they're they're more of a news site uh dg uh, you know we've highlighted their articles maybe shared them on on twitter and stuff um but uh Good, good stuff. It's just really nice surprise. Um, Speaking of things that, well, I guess I, uh, this isn't even a surprise, but uh, here we go. The, the we go Sir again. Medieval video. Shoot. <laughs> uh, t- <laughs> I can't even do it. All 2022 right. Pre-Alpha Recap. end a new Dungeon Showcase, Pantheon, ROTF, MMO, developer live stream by Sir Medieval. Actually, that <laughs> one wasn't even that, that crazy.
0: Um, you're getting better at this. I think you're, you're uh, like acclimating to his titles. I love
1: that. Like ROTF, MMO. Uh, it's just... <laughs> too good. Uh, but yeah, this is a recap of the recent dev stream. Um, I I actually really appreciate it. He used almost all Pantheon footage in this one. Uh, some of it was from a while ago uh, and, mm-hmm. and some of it was from EQ2, but he actually even labeled the EQ2 stuff this time. Um, and that's I know good. that's been kind of like one thing that we, you know, our, our viewers and and other folks uh, have kind of pointed out is he uses a lot of like non Pantheon footage but uh didn't right. this time. So I think it's a nice yeah. nice change. And hopefully they get more footage for him, right? <laughs> but Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to see him just put it all with Pantheon footage. Yeah. Um, but that was really nice. Um, and of course, uh, and this is kind of a funny one. Uh, this is a Bazgrim TV watch party that he ended up doing on Monday. Um, poor guy. Because... <laughs> uh, that was uh, not necessarily within his uh, timeline to uh, do a watch party <laughs> on Friday. So, but this is reviewing Pantheon really? Rise of the Fallen's new spooky Seville Manor. Um, and uh, that's. You mean
0: Seval Manor, Desrin. Oh no. How dare you? I knew if Saval. I spelled
1: it right in the script. I would. <laughs> oh, did I didn't them. even spell it right <laughs> you in the mistake. script. You oh didn't. my god! I know, that's why you got it that's, wrong. Uh, <laughs> How dare I'm you? disappointed in myself. You should okay. <laughs> well, here's another one. Uh, a little bit of a sidetrack, not exactly Pantheon, um, but I'll divulge, you know, or divulge myself. <laughs> I'll indulge myself every <laughs> once in a while. This is uh, from Disparate Worlds. It's uh, episode 38, Worlds Diversifying, Announcing New Channel Content Offerings. Um, this is kind of an... Ex- explainer kind of an announcement video i guess um about they're doing a few new content things over at disparate worlds um if you don't know disparate worlds it's a pantheon and ashes of creation channel um that's kind of their their thing is uh you know Moxis is more on the pantheon side and uh Sakari's more on the ashes side um very interesting dynamic uh right but uh but yeah so they're going to be you know, still covering Pantheon and Ashes uh, in their usual format, but they're also going to be doing some uh, live stream kind of podcast kind of a thing on YouTube. Uh, so that's one new thing. They already have one uh, out that's up on their YouTube. Um, it's kind of like a live review, I guess you would say. Um, right, right. But, yep. uh, but they're also going to be doing some like kind of short form news updates too, uh, because as they that's put fun. it, you know, they don't always have time to, make a big video. So they're going to try for some mm-hmm. really snappy things to uh, just report nice. the important stuff. But um, oh, I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, also, yeah. Uh, right I, I actually totally forgot about this. I'm glad you put this in the notes. Um, these were in last week, right? Uh, Squashy hats, new artwork. Yeah. Bits. we. So m- I missed it. There
0: was one. Well, there was one in in the show last week, and then he's since added two more. Um, So the two that there's three from Squashy Hat now in the art reel that you've been seeing on the while we've been doing this section and the segment before, uh, there are two of them are made. I think he's using Blender uh, to uh, do some 3D art, 3D modeling. And uh, it's like one is the underwater scene. I think he was inspired by the well pond, like looking up from the bottom of the well pond. That one was in last week's show, and we've got two new ones in this week's show. One is like a, a blacksmith's table uh, with like a, an anvil, and I think there's a hammer. I think he was inspired again by um, some of the throne fast uh, lore or some of the discussion about Osirico and the, um, the uh, anyway, I won't go into it all, <laughs> but uh, it's a really cool piece of 3D art. And then the third one is even different. It's quite different. It's more painterly, I guess you might say, more... Um, Done in a much different style, and I uh, don't recall he did put it in our Discord what uh, it was inspired by. And I don't recall, but it's really really nice, and and I really like them. So I wanted to thank Squashy Hat for adding those to our uh, to our art reel. And again, anyone else out there, if you have artwork Pantheon inspired, Pantheon themed artwork, you'd like us to feature on the show, just hit me up. You know where to find me, and uh, I'd love to add it to the show. Yes, yeah, so, we will put thanks, it in Squashy the rotation.
1: Hat. It will go in. Yes, people will see it. It will go in. Um, <laughs> well, uh, lastly, I kind of wanted to acknowledge uh, something um, over kind of the last, I would even say a few months, really, uh, I've kind of neglected calling out these, uh, these brave souls that post in the introduce yourself for- forum. Uh,
0: oh, right. yeah, We haven't done that in a while.
1: Yeah. And I wasn't really intentional. Like we had a point where there weren't very many people like posting in there. Um, and that probably is why I started to forget. But um, I've just collected what I think is like all the ones I've missed, uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, just to give a, a quick shout out, <laughs> quick highlight, um, just so that uh, I can kind of get caught up a bit. Um, the, the first one is called uh, "Hail and Well Met." Of, this is by Eldar, and um, Eldar, you know, played EQ back uh, shortly after its release, played WoW as well, um, and they uh, found out about Pantheon uh, through Co-Carnage um as Ooh, you know i'm sure nice. a lot of people have right um yeah well welcome Eldar. that's cool man yeah and then the next one we've got uh greetings from the land down under this is by Azengard. um
0: so this, another awesome. dude
1: right um and so they <laughs> they found out about pantheon um so su- su- surprisingly <laughs> uh, uh recently <laughs> so uh they played a ton of mmos over the years but uh uh, apparently they just heard about Pantheon so that's awesome. Um and obviously bonus <laughs> points cuz they're Aussies, right? Um god, got to love the Aussies. Got to love the Aussies. And, okay. Welcome. Here's another funny one. Uh this is <laughs> this one's called <laughs> I can relate to this one. Oh my gosh, it's called Hello Hosers <laughs> by uh <laughs> Nalf in the da- in, uh Nalf in the tank. And um <laughs> uh, maybe it's just supposed to be Knife, Knife in the tank?
0: I think I want I want to say Nalfine now Fiend, in the tank. Nalphy.
1: Okay. Oh, the, oh, I, I was imagining this wrong, but anyway, they're obviously Canadian. Uh, so mm-hmm. you know, what, what's, what's there, there to say? To yeah. Say. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, they, they did say something interesting. Um, that they didn't actually really like fall in love with Pantheon. Uh, like watching a few like YouTube videos at first over over the years. Um, but they recently started like researching a lot more, and um. They they're really into it now, and they seem to also be into the lore. So you know.
0: Ooh, well, hey, it's good to have you. It's good to have you ooting about <laughs> Nelfine. <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to be like, you know, what do people oh think my Canadians gosh. sound like? I'm like, that's not what we sound like, but I'll just go with it anyway. Well, so. just another a? another Canadian a? lore <laughs>
1: person, uh, a good people, good people. Yeah, and then we've got uh, "Well Met Everyone" by Dreadlaw, uh, "New Pledge." And uh, of course, looking forward to bringing back those glory days, right? So, nice. hello, dreadlock. Oh, welcome, dreadlock. And then, lastly, we've got uh, simply put, <laughs> "Hi guys" by Cade. Uh, been around a long time. Uh, they mentioned, I think uh, they uh, played the game uh, back in the very early days uh, with Brad. And but uh, but they're, they're wow. new to the forum, so it still counts,
0: huh. I guess. Um it definitely counts. It definitely counts.
1: <laughs> but uh but yeah, so hey, welcome Kate. Um yeah, welcome Kate. That's awesome. And welcome everyone that uh I shout out here to the community and uh if you can, uh, speaking to our audience now, if you can follow the links down in the show notes to go say hi to them on the uh, official forums and you know make them feel super welcome. Uh you know just in case they're not listening to the show, right? Um but uh but yeah, that now I think we're caught up. <laughs> Nice, well done. Thank you. Uh, But yeah, that is going to be it for this week's Community Spotlight.
0: Sit back and relax. It's time for The Lore You Know. Well, I was thinking about what I wanted to do for our lore segment this week and honestly, I was pretty stumped. Um, We've read... Almost every piece of lore wow. on the current official website. I know we've gone through a lot. Uh, we've, we've read others that haven't been migrated to the new website um, or stuff that has never appeared there and comes from videos or other sources. Uh, so, you know, what, what do we do? What do we do with this section? It dawned on me that therein lies the answer. Uh, Now that I've imparted all of you with the knowledge and wisdom to be able to understand the world of Terminus, it's time for you to start applying that learning. (laughs) So... (laughs) so here's the deal now you know we'll we'll i'm sure we'll get new lore at some point and i will do another reading but for now what we're going to do is each week i'm going to put out a lore question for you our lovely listeners to to answer now don't worry the questions will have their answers somewhere on the official website so you don't need to go digging too deep on you know the, the wiki or whatever or your third-party sites you know, might have some of the backlogged lore although i will say if you want to check out the pantheon plus playlist named there, yeah. more Library," <laughs> you might be on the right track to uh you might find some answers there However, every question that you can find it on the main website, Um, but I'm not going to let you off easy either because there's going to be two questions. So the first one, is going to be basically a basic fact. And the second part, second question is going to be a little more involved. So for example, here's the lore questions for this week, which you'll see on the screen. And I'm going to say, so number one, what is the name of the current ruler of Thronefast? And number two, what event led to this person becoming ruler? Ooh, ooh, me. Those are your (laughs) questions. No 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 no. no. You don't get you don't get to answer here. So it's uh it's it's gonna be thing and and, you know I encourage everybody to to try and you know throw an answer out, even if you're wrong, who cares, you know? But you might be asking what's your incentive? You know, what do I get for doing this? Well other than our utmost respect, of course, uh anyone who answers question one gets the title of apprentice keeper and if you get both if you answer question two as well you get the title of lore keeper of the week what i'm going to do is throw your name onto a fancy graphic like the one you're seeing on the screen right now uh so you can be you know immortalized on that week's episode So, (laughs) so to give your answers you've got two options you can leave a comment on the youtube video or you can join our Discord, the Pantheon Plus Discord, and you can throw your answer into the Lore You Know channel. You'll see it under the rewind section uh, that I added. So you can throw your answers in there. Now I know some people are just going to wait and see what other people comment and what the answer. And that's fine. But just remember, if they're wrong, you're also wrong. So I guess you run that risk. You take that <laughs> chance. Uh, it's all for fun, of course. It does nothing other than the, a little uh, fun and notoriety out of this. Um, but personally, I can't wait to see who uh, amongst us amongst our audience has really absorbed the lore like i have and just knowing how well written it is i hope i've impressed upon you all that it's worth knowing so happy sleuthing everybody out there and that's going to be it for this week's lore you know all right desert i had a great time as as always i do but uh (laughs) you know uh if you had a good time out there and if you're listening to the show you know why not share it with a friend we're we're very we're We're very very shareable
1: shareable, indeed (laughs)
0: we're like, you know, we're like at a party, you know, and people are, you know, just sharing stories and sharing whatever. We're we're like that. Just hit that button. Let somebody know that the uh, show exists. Uh, if they need more Pantheon in their life, maybe some of those folks in the uh, in the section that Desrin shouted out for the introductions, <laughs> maybe they should know about this show. We're here for them. But honestly, I see lots of folks popping into various places all the time, saying, you know, what's up with this game? Is it still happening? Is it still in development? If you see that, you know, hey, the rewind could be a good place. But uh, you know, we're nice people. We're good hosts, right, Des? <laughs> <laughs> if we do say so ourselves, um... <laughs> if. We we do say so ourselves. That's right. So And, and humble as always. <laughs> always humble. Uh, but always humble. Anyway, thanks everyone for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. And as always, cheers. And we will see you next week. Yeah, have a good one, everyone. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Pantheon Plus Rewind. Pantheon Plus is not affiliated with Visionary Realms. Be sure to check out our Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube channels under the name Pantheon Plus. You can follow Theric at Pantheon Theric on Twitter and Desrin at Desrin Does also on Twitter. And you can stay up to date with all things Pantheon at www.pantheon.plus. Until next time, cheers and thanks for listening.